This is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. These are the words of St. John in our second reading today. This is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Do we believe that? Can we believe that? How can we possibly believe that when we look at the world around us? When we see people, innocent people, dying at the hands of others who are claiming to act in the name of their religion and the chaos and the fear that ensues because of their actions. How can we believe that our faith conquers the world when in democracies throughout the world, politicians give promises about upholding that democracy and the freedom of the people that they serve, and then they enact laws that limit and squash individuals' freedoms, the lies that they tell? How can we believe that our faith conquers the world when we see the number of people who live with addictions, with depression, and the enslavement to those things that they live? How can we believe that our faith conquers the world when we see division among families, family members who don't talk to each other, divorce among families? This division that we see in the very unit of society that is intended to be the very source of unity. Or, most recently, close to home, how can we believe that our faith conquers the world when we experience a tragedy like happened in Humboldt, Saskatchewan, where 15 young men die needlessly in a bus accident, and the despair that creeps in when we face tragedy like that? How can we say that this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith? Well, what is the response of the world in the midst of all these things? When it comes to chaos and fear that comes from evil and violence, what's the response of the world? Hate. It's easier to hate what is different. And when we are afraid, we hate even stronger because it keeps what is different away from us. What's the response of the world to lies? From people in authority. Rebellion, revolt, rising up against the power that's there. What's the response of the world to the enslavement that comes from addiction and illness? It's permission. Well. That was their choice. What's the response of the world to division? It's resentment and regret. What's the response of the world to despair? Apathy. Well, maybe if I just feel less, the next time a tragedy happens, it won't hurt so much. How does our faith have victory over this? Because sometimes we approach our faith and we go, God, why would you allow all these things? If you say that you conquer the world, why do these things still happen? Why is this still here? Why do we have to face this time and time again in our own lives, in the world around us, through people that we love and that we care? Where is your victory? But we have to understand, what is this victory? What victory has been won for us? 
this victory that conquers the world. In the gospel today, Jesus comes risen before his apostles. And he comes to them and he gives them the message of peace. And from that message of peace, he then says, as the Father sent me, so now I send you. And immediately, when we hear this, we should think, that's not very nice. The Father sent the Son to die, to suffer and to die. And so Jesus is saying, just as the Father sent me, now I send you. And we know that that is the outcome for the apostles. Out of the 11 that remain, 10 of them die by martyrdom. And the one that doesn't die by martyrdom ends up exiled on an island, dying alone. Where is Christ's victory even for his closest friends, his apostles? What is the victory that faith brings in the face of this in the world? Well, what does faith bring in the midst of chaos and fear and the hate that would be our temptation in the midst of that? Love. Where, what does faith bring when it comes to lies and the desire to revolt, to rebel against it? Forgiveness. What does faith bring when it comes to the enslavement and the permissiveness of addiction, of depression? Mercy. What does faith bring when it comes to division and resentment and regret that comes in relationships. Forgiveness again. Peace. Reconciliation. And what does faith bring in a moment of despair where we would tend towards apathy, but hope? Easter, hope. And that seems daunting in those great tragedies of life, like Humboldt, the despair that creeps in. How can you find hope but we see it for us in the lives of the saints. When it comes to fear and chaos because of the persecution and evil of others and responding with love, we can think of St. Josephine Bakita, a slave and underwent a lot of hardship as a slave and yet once freed, forgave the ones who persecuted her and became a saint. When we think about those who are in authority and who lie, we can think of St. Thomas More, a respected Englishman who, when his own government told lies against him so that they could put him to death, he forgave them before he was put to death. When we think about enslavement, I forget who my example was, but when we think of division and resentment and regret against family relationships, we can think of St. John of the Cross, who was imprisoned by his own religious community for supposedly being a heretic, and yet wrote the most intimate, beautiful poetry of a love for God that still stands today as some of the most beautiful Christian poetry. And what do we see when it comes to despair in the moment of tragedy? St. Maximilian Kolbe, 
who in the midst of a concentration camp was still willing to offer himself as a sacrifice so that a brother could live. This is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Why? Because our faith has shown us that the victory is already won. And living from the truth that the victory is already won changes how we live. Think of it in this way. If you have a kingdom that goes to war to defend their nation and they come back victorious from that fight, if they come home from that fight and forget everything that it took to win that war, and they come back and they live in the luxury of being in a time of peace and of affluence, what's going to happen? Very soon, another nation is going to see that this is the prime time to come in and take them over. But if they remember what it was that allowed them to find victory, and they continue to live according to that, nobody else is going to come in because they know that they can't be defeated. In our life of faith, the victory is won. Christ has conquered sin and death. He brings that peace. He brings that mercy, that forgiveness, that love. All he asks of us is that we live in that victory and not fall into the temptation of just living from the fruits of that victory. Oh, we're all going to make it to heaven anyway. No, we live in that victory, meaning that our faith, our faith in that victory means that we become willing to bring that love instead of hate. That we bring that forgiveness instead of just revolting. That we bring peace in a moment of division. And that we strive for hope in a moment of despair. Because the great anthem of Easter from St. Paul is death, where is your sting? Hell, where is your victory? It's gone. And where is that rooted? In the gift of our baptism. It's what we remember and what we hold on to all through Easter. That's why when you were at Mass last Sunday, for Easter Sunday, we all renewed our baptismal promises. What did we do? Do you reject Satan and all of his empty promises? What were we saying? Do you reject the temptation to hate, to divide, to resent, to revolt? to cause division? Do you reject that? And do you embrace the victory? God, creator of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ who suffered and died and rose again, the Holy Spirit who is present in the church bringing the forgiveness of sins and the resurrection of the dead. Do you live in that victory? Do you rejoice in that victory? That's what we're asked to hold on to through this whole season of Easter? Do you remember your baptism? Because for those from our parish who were just baptized a week ago, it's new. It's exciting. They're trying to discover everything that it means to be a Catholic. What do these sacraments mean that I finally get to share in? But for most of us sitting here, we were baptized as infants before we could even speak. 
So what gift is that baptism for us? Can we still find excitement and joy in the gift that is offered, in the victory that is given? Because the gift of baptism is that we share in the suffering, death, and resurrection of Christ through that gift. We're given the victory. We're given the victory before we even live long enough to make choices for ourselves. We're given that victory. And all that we're asked to do is to live in that victory. This is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. How can we? Through Christ, by grace. Can we? The saints show us that it's possible. So the last question is, will we?